Hi guys, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Happy New Year. 2020 is behind us. As I record this, Bangkok is going through a second wave and I know that things aren't much better in, you know, other parts of the world. So I'm just sending you guys love and, you know, we're going to get through this together. Just do the best you can. And then it's been a rough time for everybody. So yeah, I just wanted to send you guys some love and light. I'm very excited for this episode with our guest this week because what better way to kick off the new year than with a fitness influencer icon. Before we get started, I just want to remind you, if you want to start the new year off with a bang, I have my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong, my at-home workout equipment set. It's called the Goodie Bag, and also you can download a free PDF ebook of my diet and fitness tips and tricks when you sign up for the email list, all at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into a conversation with our guest of the week. Our guest this week is an incredible entrepreneur and businesswoman in the fitness world. She is a bikini athlete. She is an ambassador to Live Body Nutrition and iCreo. She has helped countless women around the world get into shape with her online workout programs. Here to kick off 2021 with us is Paige Hathaway. Paige, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I mean, even way before I started my fitness journey, I was like totally stalking you. I was like, (laughs) this girl has the best bod in the business. (laughs) Thank you. That is so nice. Yeah, no, you were you were like absolutely killing it. So tell us about yourself and how you grew up because your story is incredible. Yeah, well, I'll give you the short version um, of that because I could go on for a while. But I'm a Midwest girl. I grew up in the States in the Midwest. And I don't know, my childhood is, was a little rocky. I feel like I didn't have like a stable upbringing. I always say it's like, you know, one thing in life you can't choose is, you know, like your family or how you grow up or your, you know, your upbringings. You're just born into like what you got. And those are um, the cards that you play with through life. I grew up, my mom and dad got divorced when I was one and um, they, I, I don't, I don't know still to this day, like why they just totally dislike each other. Like, I mean, they don't get along. But I grew up um, moving back and forth, um, mom, dad, throughout my entire life. My dad struggled with alcohol, and my mom just kind of bounced back and forth, boyfriend to boyfriend. So I feel like I didn't have, like, a steady upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, with that, I, I also, growing up, I didn't feel like I was ever, like, fulfilled or I didn't, like, wasn't passionate. I mean, I played sports, and I was, like, passionate about that, but... I just kind of grew up thinking like, wow, is this like, is this what life is? Or like, when is my life going to begin? And it wasn't until I was 16, I moved out, um, got, you know, started working and just kind of was on my own and um, did that for quite some time, put myself through college. And I still just felt like 
I wasn't fulfilled. Like I wasn't passionate. Like I didn't have that thing that made me wake up every day and want me to like take on the day. You know, I just felt like I was going through the motions in life and you know, I was just like, there has to be more to life than getting up and working a job that I didn't love. And, um, there was someone in Oklahoma. So I was living in Oklahoma at the time who was opening a gym and he was so adamant on me doing bikini shows. Mm -hmm. He was like, I just feel like you could be really good at it. And I was just like, I would look it up online. I'd be like, I don't know if I can get up on stage in a bikini in front of everyone, you know, like that just seems so nerve wracking to me. But he was so persistent on getting me to do this that I woke up one day and I was like, okay, what do I have to lose to do this? You know? Yeah. And so I just went into the gym one day and started training for a bikini show and I fell so in love with it. I was, you know, not only was it like changing the way I looked and my confidence, but it was inwardly changing so much about myself. It was making me, you know, feel passionate about something. It was making me work hard. It was making me dedicated. It was just doing all of this positive things in my life. So I trained for my first show and I fell so in love with it that I, you know, started shadowing him and got certified to train other people. Cause I was like, if I, if this is making me feel so alive and in so many areas of my life, like I want to do this to other people. So I started training other people and the rest is kind of history. Doing a bikini competition is absolutely no joke. I think doing any kind of bodybuilding competition is no joke. You really have to be so driven and so disciplined. I mean, what was like your experience like competing and what were some of the lessons that it's taught you that you've brought along with you throughout the rest of your, your journey? Yeah. I always tell people, you know, um, I feel like everyone should, you know, sign up to do some sort of competition or show because through that journey of discipline and hard work, like it teaches you so much about yourself. Um, it's crazy what the body can do and, you know, a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I trained for about four months for my first show. I got second. And so I was like on cloud nine, like who gets, does a show and does second for their first time. Right. Um, from there, it's kind of like going into Vegas and like putting a penny in the penny slot and winning the jackpot on your first time. That never happens. You're probably never going to have that happen again, you know? Um, so I did two shows after that. And after that, I just got worse and worse placed. Um, and then I'm like, okay, maybe bikini shows aren't my thing, but I'm so glad that I did it because I learned so much. And now I have this newfound love and passion for fitness. Are you more grateful for the way it turned out that you placed second and then kind of never reached the pinnacle of like in the shows? I'm not saying like the pinnacle of your career. Yeah. Clearly you, you are like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, oh, as opposed to doing it, like, you know, you starting your way going up. You know, I, I feel like, God's plan or whatever you want to call it, the universe, you know, um, I feel like everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. Right. Um, timing and whatever is supposed to happen in your life. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just wasn't for me, but I'm really glad that I didn't like give up on fitness in general because Mm I, you know, so many people when they don't place in a show, they kind of just give up on, you know, it all together. And I knew in my heart that, I was brought to fitness for some reason. 
um, cause I didn't like set out to do this. Someone, you know, came to me and was like, Hey, you should do this. And I fell in love with it. And I had this like burning desire in my heart to do yeah. this. So I knew there was something inside of me that was like, I know this was brought to my life for some reason. So what else can I do with it? Yeah. How else can I expand? And you are reaching out to millions. I mean, honestly, millions of people via your social media, via your Instagram and your YouTube. So what do you think was, you know, the biggest factor in helping you establish that, that platform? That's a commonly asked question that I get all the time. Like, yeah. is how did you do that? Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I think with anyone, you know, trying to grow their brand is it's, you know, staying true to like what it is that you're wanting to do. So mm -hmm. at first I was just sharing my fitness journey. I was just sharing, um, motivational, you know, things that would help me get through the day or something that I was really going through, like struggles, I would post about that. So first and foremost is just being true to who you are and what message you're trying to convey. And then from there, it's basically reaching out to everyone and anyone you can that's going to help grow your brand in a positive way. Yeah. Just like you reach out to me and you're like, hey, do you want to do my podcast? Yeah. You know, you reach out to <laughs> You would have never known if I would have said yes or no if right. you wouldn't have reached out. So same with like growing your brain. And for me, I reached out to like everyone and anyone to kind of get my name out there to, you know, do podcasts, yeah. to do anything and everything I could because you have to be your own biggest fan. Right. You have to do the work for yourself. So, you, you know, you need to be your own biggest cheerleader and your hardest worker to go out there and make something happen for yourself. Yeah. And just to get off on a tangent, I mean, your work ethic, before you like got your first modeling career, yeah. that yeah. story was so incredible. You literally went to every single, yeah. like, the listeners need to hear this because I heard it on Ed Milet when you oh, yeah. spoke about it and I was like, holy shit, she is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing is um, if a door doesn't open for you, you know, you have to build your own door and you have to walk through it yourself. Yeah. And bikini, that wasn't working for me. So I went back to the drawing board and I was like, okay, what else can I do? Because um, I'm this small town girl from the Midwest. No one knows who I am. No one, you know, knows my name. And apparently no one's going to know my name except for last place in bikini. <laughs> so... <laughs> How can I make them uh, know who I am? So I basically got, you know, a big drawing board and I wrote down all the things that I knew that was just even linked to fitness, uh -huh. whether it be magazines, it was expos because they have fitness expos that you can go to that you can meet people or, you know, try new things. Um, there's competitions like bodybuilding.com has like, it's not like a bikini competition, but it's like a spokesmodel competition. I signed up for tons of those like flex magazine has one i mean literally i went down the line and wrote down so many things that i could do to get my name out there and i wrote everyone i entered in everything i did a million things for free i mean i did the most yeah. and i did that for nearly two years before oh something finally happened um, but I just did not want to give up. But I mean, I'm telling you, if you just stay persistent and you try all the things, something eventually will work. Yeah. Like something has got to give at a certain point. Yeah, well. <laughs> definitely. 
how do you consciously sustain that credibility and authenticity as a fitness expert in the age of such iffy internet diet trends and so like the the boom Uh, of like like fitness trainers that might not be so qualified um so yeah I mean it is crazy now to think that I mean what eight years ago there wasn't a thing as like a social media influencer you know like this is like a new thing that you can now create an entire business or entire persona of a character online through like online like it's just crazy but I mean it I mean it is really cool that there are a lot of people now um that you know aspire to be a you know fitness model or that are personal trainers I think that is really cool but you're right there are a lot of like iffy internet diet trends out there you really gotta be weary and uh, you know really do your research on what you're doing beforehand yeah you from like um the expert standpoint and the influencer standpoint because i'm sure that you are asked to do so many kind like so many kinds of sponsorships or maybe like paid yeah. promotions like what goes into your process of like like i i will work with you versus i won't work with yeah. you oh it is crazy i do get sent like oh my goodness 5 to 10 packages like every few days yeah. with companies that stuff or um whatever and a lot of stuff I mean it's it's terrible to say but a lot of stuff just isn't good you know um so I mean I uh, everything that I promote or talk about it's something that I've tried that I use that I love um I find that really important yeah because I mean sometimes um I'll get something and I'll try it and I'll be like oh my gosh this isn't this isn't good. Um, and then I'll see someone else promoting it. And I'm thinking like, did they even try that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Try yes. that and it's not good. So it's really about staying true to your brand. Really. I mean, people listen to you. So if you promote something and if it's not good, then people are going to buy it. And then they're going to be like, wow, this is not good. I'm not ever going to buy something from them again. So, you know, you really have to be mindful about your brand. Um, you know, put aside, you know, how much that a company wants to pay you or something, you really have to think about like, do you really like this product? You know what I mean? Like, is this going to be valuable to your brand or is it going to hurt you in the long run? Yeah. It's about the longevity, the bigger picture, Mm -hmm. because all it takes is really one like faulty, um, like promo post for, for your credibility to go down the hill. Definitely. And you know what? I mean, sometimes you kind of get fooled. You know what I mean? Like you, um, you know, you maybe sign up to promote a company and maybe the company gets into like bad publicity or something. And that's yeah. not like, all, you know what I yeah. mean? So, and then that could have a negative effect on your brand. So, I mean, sometimes something like that is bound to happen and it's out of your control. But um, for the most part, you really got to do your due diligence and really look into what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, has that happened to you? Have you been able to kind of like dissociate from, from the, the, the brand when that happens? Yeah. Well, so it did happen to me. So one of the brands that was like my first big sponsorship, which Uh I'm so grateful for. Um, I learned a lot. I grew a lot with company is a company called shreds. So I don't know if you've heard, but they were my first supplement company that I'd ever been a part of. And my, my, 
I've only been with Liv and Shreds. Okay. So Shreds I was with for like five, six years. They were and are like, I, I think the first supplement company to ever go online yeah. and sell their products online. And they grew exponentially fast. Yeah. Um, they, it was insane, like what they did. I mean, and it's, it's amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like they grew so fast, too fast, that they didn't even have the manpower behind them to really keep up with the wheels that were spinning. You know, I, I don't think anyone ever saw that uh, getting to where it was. It was insane. But with the, um, you know, the immense, like, growth, they also had an immense um, downward spiral. Yeah. And anyone that was attached to the company got the wrath of it as well. And so it took a little while to, um, you know, kind of separate myself from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is possible. I mean, with, with every, you know, you know, three steps backwards, you can take five steps forwards and you can always rebuild. And, um, it, that's with anything in your life. You know what I mean? If yeah. you go through a divorce, you know, your right. life isn't always going to be downhill spiral. You can rebuild, you can grow, you can change your life. You can change you know, same with your brand. You can, you know, pick it up and keep going. So it's, if you just, if you let those challenges in your life just kind of keep knocking you down or if you're like stop you you know you stop it and then you figure out how to um, proceed in a positive way yeah and you have really done so much more than I think just being a shreds ambassador to yeah to really um stand on your own you know what I mean like you don't need the backing of a brand to to have your brand so Being that you are an incredible businesswoman, what has been some key factors in your entrepreneurship journey? What business advice can you give us? I mean, some of the best things I could say is, um, you know, sometimes like we've been talking about, there's going to be struggles. I mean, having your own business is not, you know, a easy. Um, a lot of people just see, you know, kind of like Instagram, the highlight reels of having your own business. And it just, it takes a lot of work. It's not a nine to five. So if you're a nine to fiver and you like to, you know, have your weekends and your nights, maybe running your own business is not your thing because it is a 24 seven thing. I mean, definitely, um, you know, I find it even with my struggles, um, to cut it off a little bit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to cut off your business because your business is always like on your mind yeah. and kind of having that, you know, different time for having a personal life or for having, you know, a family life. Um, but running your own business is a full-time job. So, um, I think some of the key factors is knowing that before you get into running your own business, um, it, and you're going to have some struggles. It's, it's finding out how to um, navigate the struggles um, and also how to uh, be, well, how do I ex- explain this? How to, I guess, be the person that wears many hats. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a boss. You're a, you know, a this, you're a that. You have to be able to, um, you know, wear, well, like I like to say, wear many hats in the situation. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people just jump into a business and they think like, 
it's, you know, oh, I want to be my own boss. Like, yes, and that's great. And that's what we all strive to be. Right. But it takes a lot of work. How long did it take for you to start delegating tasks? Yeah, so I, like I was saying before, it took me about two years from start to actually start making like an income with it, like an yeah. income I could live off of right. that I wasn't like paying the bills to live. Right. So for two years, I was just making money and paying the bills, making money and paying the bills. I was right. literally, you know, getting out of the change jar from, <laughs> from, from like my car and stuff. I was like, I was pr- struggling pretty bad for two years. Yeah. And then um, I want to say it took about two years after that that I actually hired staff because I was getting so busy that I then couldn't take on all the all the work. Right. You know, I needed help um, because I always tell this to everyone that has a business. Like, you are only as big as you are. Like, you can only do as much as you can do. Right. And it's like you can make X amount of money, you know, on your own. But if you really want to grow your brand, if you really want to help more people, if you really want to, you know, establish um, a company for yourself, because a company is is not just one person usually, right. you really need to delegate, you know, some tasks or, you know, some jobs or some roles to other people. So for two years, I was like struggling. And then two years after that, I hired um you know, my first like employees. So it took me four years from start to hiring. Yeah. Did you find it hard to let go of like, you know, like, like the standards? Cause maybe like when you approach different things, like you, you feel like you are more of a perfectionist than your employee. Definitely. And I, and I've, it's really hard. I feel like to find great employees. Um, my ever was my actually my best friend so I knew that she was going to treat my business as her own because you know we're best friends um but it can be very tricky hiring friends um my best friend who actually still works for me so now she's worked for me for like six years or something like that um but I've also hired friends and it didn't turn out so well right (laughs) right so it, it can be a good thing to hire friends and it could be a not so good thing to hire friends. You want to make sure your brand is your name. You know, if, if someone does something outside of what you would typically do, then, you know, then you have to kind of question like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> is this a good fit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the thing with hiring friends is maybe they can't separate the vibe from like girls night versus a meeting definitely (laughs) yes yes definitely definitely and you know um work time is work time you know and then so you kind of have to set those boundaries what I've kind of realized through hiring people if anyone wants to take this advice is to um set the tone at first like don't hire someone and then you know basically let them roll and run with the job. 
because if you don't set kind of like a guideline or rules kind of, you know, at the beginning, there's nothing for them to follow or to live up to. There's no expectations set. It's hard to set expectations six months down the road or a year down the road. If like you feel that someone might be slacking, it's best to basically set you know, take some time before you hire someone and kind of get like a guideline or like a rule book or expectation, you know, guide that you want them to, you know, live up to at first. Because once someone's doing like their own thing and they don't really have like a set of rules to begin with, then it's really hard to enforce rules later on. Right, right. And I, that's the same with like children or like, I would say, yeah, like you can't just let your kids do whatever. And then exactly. in their teenage years, expect them to follow rules. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay, being that this episode comes out on New Year's Day, can you give our listeners some diet and fitness advice on how to stay committed to their goals this year? Yeah. Oh, it's so fun to have New Year's resolutions. Um, I mean, I even set New Year's resolutions for fitness. But um, main things I would just say is it might be helpful to find someone who does a program or like a challenge like I do. I have the Fit in Five um, to stay accountable. I know that people can be extremely motivated to, you know, get fit, but if they don't have a plan to kind of follow every day by week two or week three, you, you might fall off the bandwagon. So it might be helpful to sign up for some sort of program that's going to help you stay accountable. Um, another piece of advice is no matter what you do, just stay consistent. Like consistency always wins with everything in life. It could right. be fitness. It could be for fitness. If you go to the gym, if you eat healthy consistently, you're going to see results. Staying inconsistent is where your inconsistent results come in with anything in life. So finding a program, staying consistent, and one thing I love to do is um, I always ask for, like, new workout clothes for Christmas because I know that I have, like, some new workout clothes for the new year. I'm going to feel so cute to go to the gym. So I like to get, you know, a new outfit, new pair of shoes, new iPod, you know, iPod, whatever it is to, um, you know, make me want to work out. Yeah. 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 Anything to get you geared up and fired up. Yeah. No excuses. Right. (laughs) In your opinion, is it possible? Because, you know, like, I mean, right now when we're recording this, COVID is like at its peak, I think. I'm hoping this coronavirus has reached her peak. She's reached her peak. (laughs) We're not sure. I'm so over this. I know. She's she's crazy. But do you think that in case she hasn't, you know, mellowed out by New Year's Day, do you think it's possible to get the same kind of results from a home workout as a gym workout? I think that you need some sort of equipment at your house. Okay. But it doesn't have to be like anything crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. You need some sort of like weight resistance something. Like if you're doing body weight stuff versus gym stuff, you know, um, if you think of a home workout, you can just body weight. Right. You're not going to get the same results as at the gym, but you're going to, um, with a calorie deficit, you're going to lean out. Right. You're going to tone. Um, I don't know 
how much building muscle you're going to do. Um, You need some sort of weight and resistance, but you're, you can definitely lean out and get tone only using body weight. But, you know, just, you know, investing in some dumbbells or some dumbbells or some bands, um, just minimal stuff. You can definitely get some really good results. I feel like the most important thing with home workouts is just finding that motivation to work out because, when you're going to the gym, you know, you're, you know, taking your pre-workout, you're going to the gym, you're getting your mind right. You're, you have that time to kind of get motivated to go to the gym, walking into the gym. You're kind of like, okay, I'm about to work out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like the most important thing is trying to find motivation to work out at home. Um, I feel like that might be the biggest struggle. Yeah. And probably with the same kind of focus and intensity, huh? Cause like, just like how you said, like when you walk into the gym, it's like you're getting in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do that at home. Definitely. I like to, um, if I know I'm going to work out at home, I like to YouTube motivational videos. There's some amazing motivational videos you out there. have amazing ones. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But you yeah, really good ones. just in the morning when I get ready, I'll you know, either listen to a podcast or listen to, you know, motivational YouTube videos and it'll really like get you motivated. Yeah. Like pump you up. What's the one nutrition hack that our listeners should start doing? I think one thing that a lot of people don't do is, I mean, obviously we know to drink enough water, Mm -hmm. but I'll start my day with water. A lot of people start their day with coffee, which I used to do that. And then I'd find myself not drinking enough water throughout the day, which water, Obviously, we know our bodies are mainly made up of water. We need water. Water is also going to help flush out, like, you know, save our salt and just really help um, get our body prime. And if we don't drink enough water, it could affect our energy. It could affect our mood and can affect if we are able to uh, reach our fitness goals. So before I get coffee or anything, um, I'll have a glass of water. Okay. Yeah, because coffee kind of tricks your body into thinking you're hydrating in the morning because just because it's liquid. Yep. And it could trick you into like not being hungry. It could trick you into, I mean, I I do have coffee every day, but I just don't have it first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just water first. That's a good one. What, in your opinion, is the best way to get a slimmer waist without losing your curves, like without losing the booty? Because I think a lot of people feel like it goes kind of hand in hand. Yeah. I, I mean, the biggest thing for the midsection is your diet. Okay. It's really hard to, you know, lose those inches off your waist if you don't have your diet in order. Um, and my... My biggest piece of advice for dieting, if, if you really don't know, I know most people know like what's healthy and what's not, but are you eating enough of this and enough of, and you know, enough of that? Like, yeah. for, are you eating enough protein every day? Are you eating, a lot of people might not know that, you know, maybe they are eating quote unquote healthy because they're not eating fried foods or, you know, cake or whatever, but, um, you know, they're eating their veggies, they're eating their protein, but are you eating enough protein every day? Cause a lot of people probably don't eat enough protein every day. Um, if you go online, I even have one on my website, it's completely free. I have a macro calculator that'll tell you how much protein you're supposed to eat every day, how much fat, how much carbs to reach either your ideal weight or to lose weight. Maybe you don't know what your ideal weight is, but you know, you want to lose five-ish pounds. You yeah. can 
just put that in with your um, information and it'll tell you how many calories you should eat every day. So if you're trying to, you know, slim down on the midsection or if you, you know, maybe want to, you know, slim down on really any part like your arms or like the back of your legs, you really need to get your diet in order. And again, you don't have to eat clean 100% of the time, but I like to do like an 80-20. If I'm eating clean 80% of the time, you know, if I go somewhere and I want to have a cupcake or whatever, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, you don't have to kill yourself with a diet. Um, diets are supposed to be meant to be in your lifestyle, you know? Right. And I think so many people get that wrong, especially for the new year's girls that are really being strict with themselves. If you guys fall off like one little bit, don't just like fuck it off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't think like, okay, oh my gosh, today was the worst day with my diet and I didn't work out. So don't let that be a downhill spiral. Um, just pick it up the next day. Tomorrow's a new day. And even tomorrow after that is a new day. If you mess up again, right. You know, one, if you have a freaking Tootsie roll, like don't think like, Oh great. Like, and now I'm doomed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Just pick it back up and keep going. Yeah. Like definitely don't eat a whole cake just because you ate a Tootsie roll. Yeah, it's exactly. not the same thing. Girl. Or like, you know, what I do is I, and my my assistant is so funny because she's like, you never have anything unhealthy in your house. But if I have something that I know that I will kind of binge eat, I don't keep it in my house. So right. if you know, girls, if you know that there is something that you cannot have in your pantry or in your fridge because you know that if you have one spoon of that, you're going to you know, eat the entire thing. Don't keep it in your house. Yeah. That can be something you get when you go out to eat because you can only order at one time or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you know, don't keep things in your house that are tempting. Yes. Yeah. So do a day. whole pantry clean out. My girls would always complain when they come over because I never have snacks. Cause I'm like, <laughs> well, you bitches, like if I have snacks in my house, they're going to be gone anyway. Like, Exactly, exactly. I'm going to eat them. <laughs> right, like, let's not. And your best friend is going to be sitting here like 15 pounds heavier. So let's just not. <laughs> I know, I'm the same way. I don't have like any snacks in no, my house. No, no, we can have some fruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want a grape? <laughs> right. Do you want like steamed broccoli? Like, what do you want? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so funny. (laughs) So before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, all about your favorite thing of the moment. It could be a product, a TV show, a song, anything at all. What is yours? Oh my gosh, what's your favorite thing? Oh my god, putting me on the spot, Paige. Okay, well, (laughs) I I will say my current thing right now that makes me sound like so like off brands is you know the game call of duty oh my gosh yes yes so you can get it on your phone and oh my god no it's a problem like i actually don't play i don't have a playstation i don't have an xbox like i don't know how to play it on the computer but i looked over like so i was with my brother and I looked over and I saw him playing. I was like, what is that? Why does that look so, like, the graphics look so great. Like, everything is just, you know, HD. 
he's like, this is Call of Duty. You have to get it. And I, so I got it. And now I cannot stop playing. I'm no. turned into a gamer. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm so serious. And one time That's I was trying crazy. to play it on the treadmill page. And I almost no. busted my ass. Girl. <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, I can't even stop walking, but I can't, you know, I can't seem to get out of the gulag. So, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh. So, do you like, you have lights and stuff on that, right? So, do you, is it like something that it's like that addicting where you just like are on all the time? You're just trying to like win the, what is it? You try to like win the. Well, yeah, you, you play with other players that are online at the moment. So they're like, yeah. And so they team you up and then you just try to beat the other team. But with me, um, I, anytime I like sit down and have like a free moment, I am like on call of duty. I think it's, it's such a problem. (laughs) So yeah, like, like, (laughs) I'll be at the bank. I'll be playing call of duty. waiting on my food i'm playing call of duty and so people start thinking i'm rude because oh my gosh, i'll look up so- for like a second just to talk to them but i'll look right back down you know because i don't want to get killed like i can't get knifed or shot so people just end up thinking i'm so rude i'm like i'm so sorry i will pay attention to you after we get our 40 kills okay that is hilarious i i remember like a long time ago i used to be obsessed with this like bejeweled game like that oh used to be God. on it's you remember sh- that game it's like it's like a it's almost like candy crush but it's like jewels. yes yeah oh yeah. my gosh it used to be obsessed. so i kind of know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they have levels okay so the thing about call of duty is like you don't actually have to like pay to unlock the levels but with candy crush girl why did that game almost like just take my whole money like my whole bank account <laughs> <laughs> i kept having to get more moves i'm like <laughs> That's probably why, you know, those two years I was struggling, I was using yeah. all my money. <laughs> like, am I going to have electricity or will I get these five more moves? Like... <laughs> exactly. Yes. No, I more. feel you. Those 99 cents, like, why am I paying 99 cents for virtual moves? Come on, Nicole. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is so true. I think my thing is I never really watched TV ever and, until, like, quarantine. Yeah. And now I'm obsessed. Every night I watch, like, an episode of something where, like, I just finished Yellowstone. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But I was watching, like, two or three episodes a night, and I'm not even that person. Like, I, I don't really watch, like, Netflix series and yeah. stuff like that. But now I'm totally addicted and now I understand why people are like are you on a new Netflix series and I used to be like no I don't really watch Netflix or no I don't really watch you know like TV but now I'm like oh my gosh did you see (laughs) this episode or this or whatever um like my new obsession is like yeah what is your what is your show now I just I literally just finished Yellowstone um so now I'm like oh my gosh what am I gonna watch next like I'm like feeding for a new show so if you have any recommendations okay you like so Queen of the South is so good oh, yeah yeah I heard that yeah it's, Queen of the it's 
so good. If you're into like cartel, like narco yeah. type vibes, so good. Queen because, of the South. Yeah, because she is um she, like the the boss lady is, is like a woman, so it's like we're the head oh. of the cartel. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah. Queen of the South. So much told me because I just but finished that. You know, I'm so behind Yellowstone. It was like so long ago. But again, I never watched. Yeah, <laughs> I never watched. TV. Um, but yeah, someone else told me Queen of the South. They're like, you have to watch that. So yeah. okay, put that I'm, on my list. I'm not gonna lie. Like maybe the first couple of episodes are a little slow, but then when it picks up, it picks up. So it's almost like, like Breaking oh. Bad, where like it kind it's kind of like a slow start. Oh, yeah. See, that's another thing. I mm-hmm. Right before Yellowstone, I watched Breaking Bad for the first time. <laughs> Girl, I never so finished bad. Breaking Bad, actually. I will tell you that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's good, though, right? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Maybe I'll oh, give gosh. it a second chance. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go into another quarantine. Like, might as well. <laughs> might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else are we going to be doing? Exactly. Do, do you know exactly. LA is making so LA is making people have like fine dining on the sidewalk? I can't even believe it. Yeah. So I my my friends were like snapping pictures at Tao and like videos at Tao, and it's like the same little setup as indoors, but they were like literally on the side of Selma. What? <laughs> yeah, on the oh, sidewalk. Gosh. <laughs> It's crazy there right now. Like they're like they're saying you can't even like you can't chant or cheer or laugh. It's like what? What? You can't laugh? Like this is insane. What world are we living in right now? Why can't I laugh? I can't even do like a giggle. Like get me out of here. This is crazy. Oh my god. Now I'm just snickering under my breath. I know. (laughs) Okay, well please tell our listeners where they can find you and all your amazing programs. All right. Well, y'all can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. It's just my name. It's Paige Hathaway. My website is pagehathaway.com. And uh, you can find all the information or anything about me on any of those portals. Yay. Amazing. Thank you so much, Paige. It's been so much fun. Yes. Thank you. I'm so glad you reached out. Yes, me too. And I, it's been such an honor to be able to speak with you um just because i've been such a fan of you for so long and i'm subscribed to your youtube and all of those things so i it's just it's been an amazing experience no this is wonderful and i'm just i'm really happy to be on your podcast so this is really cool thank you so much (laughs) have a good one thank you you too bye bye i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Paige hathaway If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, please go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. It really helps me out so, so much. It helps me get the podcast out there to more wonderful listeners like yourself. Bye, guys. I'll see you next week.